Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle and build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit freelancetofounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's show, we check in with Margaret Ryland. Now, if that name sounds familiar, that's because Margaret joined us originally on season eight to talk about her branding and design business. And since we last talked to Margaret, she's had some luck on partnering with other creatives, but she's still struggling to build out the processes required to actually make her first contractor hire. It's a big hurdle, but if she can't push through it, she might be stuck as a one-person business for the rest of her career. We'll get into some of the advice and tactical tips for Margaret and anyone unsure about building a team right after this quick message from our sponsors. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Freelance to Founder. As always, I'm joined here by my good friend, Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. Hey, Clay, how's it going? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing so good. We're joined today, you know this, Clay, by a friend of ours, Margaret Ryland. Margaret was on our first season that we did together. Yeah, where welcome we did back. these coaching calls. So hey, Margaret, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be back and chatting with you guys again. Yeah, we're stoked to hear how you've been doing. It's been, oh, I don't know, probably a year, over a year since we since we talked. I don't actually remember when we first talked to you. I think I think it was in March sometime. Okay. So okay. almost a year. Yeah, close to a so year. So right before all of the extreme madness, uh, at least here in the United yeah. States with coronavirus and that sort of thing. So, so yeah. I'm sure we have stories to tell. Uh, Margaret, why don't you catch up the listeners for anyone who didn't listen to that episode? Of course, we'll link to it in the show notes. You can go back and listen if you would like to before you hear this conversation. But Margaret, why don't you give us just a quick recap on where your business was at last March when we first spoke with you. Okay, so when we first talked, I was definitely in the early stages. I think I had been in business, quote unquote, on my own for less than six months. It was fairly slow. And with coronavirus just looming, I was a little nervous about what the year was going to look like. Yeah. I know the things we talked about were like kind of streamlining the proposal process and niching down. I was talking about, I kind of wanted to work in the food industry and, and sort of like figuring out how to get to the, and also get to the point where I'm working on bigger projects and hiring people as opposed to doing all of the execution myself. Yeah. Does that, does that ring a bell with you guys? Yeah. I mean, that sounds right to me and, and remind yeah, the, sure. remind the listeners what kind of work you do for people. Okay. Yeah. So I do branding and mostly branding design. I've done websites, but I prefer to kind of focus on more just the overall helping a business launch a brand so they can better communicate 
who they are, who they, what their mission is to their ideal customers in a way that really resonates and connects the two. Yeah. Cool. Love it. And so, yeah, we, so we, we gave you some unofficial homework or some suggestions coming out of that episode. You know, it sounds like some of the things that we talked about working on were, were potentially getting to a place where you could hire some contractors or some employees to help you with some of the work. I'm working on your pitching and maybe even proposals and that kind of thing. What, uh, I guess, where would you like to start? Like, what, what, what have you seen since we last talked? How has your year gone? What worked? What didn't? Uh, where, where would you like to start this episode off? Um, I guess we could just jump ahead to today and kind of like bring you guys up to speed on sort of the things in particular that we spoke about last time, kind of with regard to like, you know, this whole podcast is like going from freelance to founder. Yeah. I've had a couple yeah, of big of like wins and that I I have in October, I worked on a project with an illustrator. So that was like my first time kind of working with someone else and like delegating stuff. And that was pretty exciting just because it kind of opened me up to the possibilities. I think one of the hesitations that I don't know if you guys can relate to this of letting stuff go and kind of not because like, oh, I think I'm so good. I can do it you know, better than anyone else. But there's this sort of fear like, is, are they going to be able to execute like my vision or right. um, are they, you know, and um, in this particular case, it was cool because the project actually, it was a friend of mine and it actually came through her. It was a previous client of hers that was like illustration and they were now looking for, you know, kind of to create a, a new brand. So um, it was cool because we both, it was kind of like a jointly executed project. I would say I was not like, you know, the sole creative director or anything. It was pretty like a partnership, um, but it went really well and it was so much fun. And it was, it would kind of, yeah, like opened me up to these possibilities of seeing like working with your fr- friends, like collaborating, yeah. creating something better than you, we each could have done on our own. Um and then just recently, I've gotten another a project that I'm going to be starting soon where I'm going to be hiring at least two people, not employees, but like contractors. And I'm a one I've already hired who's actually my cousin. So that's pretty also really exciting just to see like, you know, those. I know that was a big thing that we were talking about is like going, you know, where do you want to be on the scale of like freelance to founder? And so I I have to say that even though we talked about it and I think you guys are like, oh, yeah, you can do it. I did not expect it to happen so quickly that I would be. Um, you know, working with uh, like hiring other people. So that's something I'm pretty excited about. Yeah, that's really cool. So you um, you started off by hiring <clears throat> hiring a couple of contractors. Sounds like what what kind of work are they helping you with? Like, are they doing some of the branding stuff? Are they what are they what are they doing in your business? So at this point, it's it's on a kind of per project basis. Yeah. Um, and the one person that I've officially so far hired for a project is a copywriter. Um, cool. And because that's definitely something that I do not do. Mm, um, that's good. And then, because um, it was for a specific project where this, you know, we're, I'm doing the whole thing, like building them a website. And I probably will also be hiring a WordPress developer because the, the website needs to be on WordPress um, because of like plugin compatibility stuff. And I don't really, I'm not a WordPress expert by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. So that's definitely something that I'm excited about. Also a little daunted because it's sort of, you know, because I'm not super familiar with like WordPress, you know, trying to figure out making sure that the person is, you know, recommended or like knows Mm -hmm. what they're doing and Mm -hmm. is going to like give a clean, clean code, good, a good theme, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, it's definitely, you know, exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely exciting for you. Congratulations on making that progress. I, there is this weird, uh, there's this weird balance, right? When you're hiring people, contractors or employees, there's this, there's this interesting balance where it's like, 
you can't just bring on someone who does everything you do because then you'll just, you know, only be able to do what you can still do. But you also, there's this fear of bringing on people who are really great at this thing that you know very little about, (laughs) right? Because then it's like, well, you know, am I going to end up paying them for all this work that I really don't need to pay them for? Or like, are they going to make something take longer than it should? Or will they deliver a good product? How will I even know if the product is good when they deliver it? I don't know, Clay, have you had that experience where it's like, I really need to hire for this thing, but um, I don't know that much about it. Because I remember in the early days of my business, I would kind of like do the job first and then hire for the job so that I could teach them how to do it. But as my business has grown and evolved, I find I need to bring on someone who knows more than I do about something. Oh yeah, that that's so. This is like a weird. It's like a weird. Um, I don't even know what to call it. It's like it's like black hole. <laughs> it's like it's it's okay. It's it's the reason why it's weird is because it's like you have to make a decision on okay, should I hire or should I not? Like, is it is it a good time to hire or is it not? And then if you actually do make the decision that you're going to hire, it's like, should I hire a contractor? Or should I hire uh, an employee like on staff? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like it's just two weird different things. And it's... Yeah, I've experienced it. Um, I'm still experiencing it right now. Like even with my company now, my company is only less than two years old. Um, and I'm still doing that. And so like, yeah, that's a tough thing for sure. Yeah. Um, so, so Margaret, how did you, how did you know, or, or I guess, I guess like some people might turn down a project. Like if you don't know WordPress in your example, some people might just say, I just, I don't do that kind of work. Why, Um, why accept the work if you don't know how to do it? And I'm not saying it was the wrong choice. I'm just saying, what, what was your thinking behind that? Good question. Um, so originally I had, um, it, it was not, and this is where, you know, again, a learning experience, it wasn't clear in the proposal. Like I wasn't saying like, oh, I will do a WordPress website. It became clear later on that, oh, they needed a WordPress site. I see. Um, and so I, I sort of recommended like, well, why don't we just do the branding side of things? And then you can work with, with, you know, on your own, get like a web agency that, that you can do that with directly. And I said, but at the same time, if you, you know, I will do it. I will, I will hire it out. Like it was very clear that I'm not going to do it myself. Like that I would be bringing someone on to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. And so he went with that. And so I just said, okay, well, I will like, it's not like I know nothing about it. You know, I'm, I'm confident that I can deliver what he needs. You know, it's just, it's just sort of, and I'm kind of glad it happened this way, I guess, because I might have been scared to do it otherwise. And as it is, it's like, yeah. well, there's no choice. So I'm going to figure it out, you know? Um, yeah. Again, not at all like cheating or doing something shady. Like I was totally upfront that I'll be hiring someone and I might have to pay more than I would. What, like I might, if I had known that going in, I might have, you know, quoted a little bit more. And again, that's a learning experience. And maybe I should have like said, okay, well, it'll be more. I didn't and I'm fine with it because the price that it was at, like I know that it will still be profitable. Um, just not as profitable maybe as it would have been. Um, so if it's profitable, that... if it's profitable and and it's something that it's like a new process for you, like honestly, if if you, if it's profitable, I think it's a bonus. If you're breaking even, that's that's still good. Um, especially if it's like a new thing. Yeah, if if that's something you want to offer in the future, right? Yeah, it, because then you're just investing in the process and the system and finding the WordPress developer. If you never want to build another WordPress site again. 
like I feel like this could be maybe the wrong path to take because you're spending a ton of time and energy and finding someone, working with them, building a process out with them, and then you'll never build another WordPress site again. And so if you have a little bit of profit or you break even, that's fine. But like, what's what's the long-term play, you know? Yeah. No, I, I definitely see what you mean. And that that's a good question. I guess my thought sort of is because I'm still kind of experimenting with different things. I guess I don't feel like I'm in a place yet where I want to to say, oh no, I definitely don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah. And as I experienced with this this past project, um, having the real like what worlds can open up if you are able to um to offer more things. Again, I know niching is a good thing, but like offering WordPress development is a pretty standard thing to offer. And I could see that um, you know, not having that capability, even if it's through bringing someone else on would, you know, I could lose, you know, lose out on some projects. And so it is definitely something that I'm open to doing. I'm not saying I will do it forever, yeah. but you know, for now, definitely it is something that I'm, you know, exploring going down that path. Well, I realize now talking to you that Clay and I on multiple episodes of this show have probably like spoken out of both sides of our mouth, meaning we've said on the one hand, just say yes to everything and figure out how to do it. And on the other hand, we've said, <laughs> like, you have to filter out your clients and only take on work that matches your your systems and processes. I have yeah. a few ideas on maybe how you reconcile that. But do you guys have any ideas on how those two pieces of advice get reconciled? Um, I'm going to let you answer that, Clay, because I'm still figuring it out. I, I think this all depends on where you are yeah. revenue-wise. Revenue yeah. I, I think it all relies on that. Because like, if you're making pretty good revenue where you have some cushion, then yeah, I would pick and choose what you take on. But like, if you're in startup mode or like, or not even startup mode, but like, uh, or if you're just like in a in a place in business where you just need revenue and that like it doesn't really matter where it comes from, like then you just take on projects. Yeah, yeah. If you're like <laughs> if you're like bottom shelf ramen right now, yeah. Then yeah, you not just even take... not even the name brand ramen, that's, that's you know? Like right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been <Yeah>. there. <laughs> yeah. If you're like no name buying no name ramen for seven cents a pack. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> and you know yeah, what? Yeah. No shame. If you are, there's no shame in that. No but, shame um, in that. No shame but, in that. <laughs> but it definitely impacts like how picky you start to be with your clients. Yeah, you yeah, know? and I think I'm in the middle. I'm I'm definitely not at the bottom of that scale, but also not at the top. So you know, there are def. I mean, I, there definitely have been projects that I've said no to, but I've also you know I said did say yes to a project this past year that I wasn't originally like it wasn't my dream project, but it was something that I'm very good at because it's what I used to do. It was with, you know, pu publishing book design and I can like do that in my sleep. And it was, you know, very well paid. So I took it because it was, I needed yeah. it. It was kind of a no brainer, but, but yeah, there have definitely been things where I just know that, okay, it's going to be such a headache. I'm not going to do it. I just don't want to. And so I feel like I'm kind of in the middle of that scale right now. It's kind of um, fun. It's kind of it's kind of liberating when you get to a point where you're just like, you know, what? I just don't want to do this project. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. I remember yes. you used to, you know, I used to have to take on every project that came my way, and then at some point, I just bit by bit, you start going, yeah, I just really don't want to work on this project. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, not going to be yeah. fun. It'll make me a little bit of money, but not enough. <laughs> and you just yeah. turn it down, and it feels really good. I would say yeah, you. I would say you. The 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 perfect example for me personally is I did it once. I will never. 
ever do it again <laughs> is I designed a car wrap. And oh, wow. <laughs> no, it was the most. And I I think I only charged like 300 bucks for it. Oh, no. And, and I had no freaking clue how to do it because like, it's not like designing a logo. You know what I mean? Like, or like, like you a have, square flyer. Yeah, right? Like yeah. a square flyer is a square flyer. Like I had to go and find a template. Like I had to go and like figure out, okay, how does this design actually work on this particular car? Yeah. And then I got and then you got all sides of it. You know, yeah. like how how does this flow from one side to the back to the to the right oh. side to the front to the top? You know what I mean? Like it was the Thunder worst project. Oh, it was the worst project I had ever done in my entire life. And I will never kudos to those of you that can do that because I like <laughs> that is the biggest pain in the butt to do. You know what though? Design. It brings up a good point. Like there are companies who do that in their sleep, just like oh, Margaret sure. does her thing and you do your thing. And we all have our thing that we can do like on autopilot almost. Yeah. Uh, it's, but, but the idea is like to find that for you, the stuff that you really, you're excited about, you're like you are passionate about, you enjoy working on. There are people who love that clay doing yeah. car wraps. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. And that's why I will, that's why I will pay anytime I if, if I ever need a car wrapped in the future, I will pay handsomely for right. anybody to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. No. Well, Margaret, what else has been happening in your business? Um, walk us through maybe some of the the hurdles you've been facing recently or um or anything else Clay and I could could chat with you about or help you with. Um, I guess I would say that the biggest hurdle is we've kind of already talked about it, but maybe um is is I guess transitioning more to that point where you where you're hiring people and like outsourcing stuff like ac- actual design stuff, not just like you know maybe getting a VA or an accountant, not that type of outsourcing, but like I guess I'm I'm sort of I'm wanting to transition more in this year to kind of like creative director, maybe even hiring for execution stuff. Yeah, and 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 just like. I'm daunted by that, to be perfectly honest, okay. even though I'm excited. Like I, I know I've, I've kind of learned through the, the brands that I've worked with this past year that the part that I enjoy the most, and honestly, I think I'm better at it than I am at actually designing, is the kind of early stage like strategy, like let's figure out all this research, target audience, competitive analysis, all this kind of stuff where it's more like thought work. That's what I like really enjoy and makes me come alive. Okay. Um, so I would love to kind of transition more to doing that and like uh, taking on more of like a creative creative director and then, you know, bringing on a contractor at this point, you know, maybe employees down the line. But at this point, you know, and I, I actually have been approached by someone who was interested in like working as a um, junior designer for me. Um, so like, yeah, how do you kind of transition into that role mm. of like yeah. letting go of stuff? I mean, we've talked about, you know, where it's something that you don't do, but what about where it... What about where it's something that you do do? Yeah. Um, do you guys have thoughts or advice on that? I think Clay will have some good advice here because uh, this is essentially what he does in the bulk of his business. He's, he's a partial, uh, what I always say it wrong, fractional CMO. So fractional, yeah. uh, people hire him to basically be their, their chief marketing guy. And, um, and then oh, his okay. team helps him execute on stuff. But he kind of oversees the strategy. He's like all about strategy. And Clay, if I'm butchering this, you let me know. But... I think I think Clay will have some good input, but I do want to ask before Clay. So while Clay's noodling on some ideas, I want to ask real quick, Margaret, what what are you what do you feel is stopping you? I mean, what it sounds like you want to do it. So what do you feel like is the um, block? 
Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant, or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs, and did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's gonna wanna take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. I guess maybe it maybe it is just that uh, I was I was talking to someone recently and I used to be a musician so I like performed a lot and you you know that before you go on stage like I always knew I could do it we'd rehearsed a million times but there's also a little, there's always a little element of stage fright so like that's I feel like how it sort of feels like I know I can do this even though actually in this case you know with hiring a designer to actually execute. Um, you know, say like a logo, like let's say I kind of do the strategy and say, okay, I'm going to hire someone to do the actual like designing of what I've like kind of come up with conceptually. Um, It's, it's sort of, it's just, maybe it's just fear. Like maybe it really, I I don't know, like if that's the only thing stopping me. Um, But it's perfectly normal. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. um, To have that feeling and just, uh, just FYI. uh, sorry, Preston. Did you have any feedback, or did you have? No, oh, go for there? it. This is great. Um, so just FYI, that that's a feeling that you're gonna have to get used to. It never, <laughs> okay. it, it never stops. Um, yeah. Even, even like for me, like I, I, I still get uncomfortable. Like it, it's all a matter of, uh, like it's still an uncomfortable feeling, but it's just like what changes is how quickly you recover from that feeling after you make the decision. I would say yeah. that's okay. going to be the difference. And so, yeah. So like, especially like your first hire. So like it, for anyone who hires for the f- very first time, 
that recovery, that quote unquote recovery period of like buyer's remorse, basically, um, <laughs> is super long. Um, however, with all that said, at the same time, simultaneously, there is a sense of relief because yeah. Yeah. now you have this person who can do all of these other things that you don't have to do. And then you can go and concentrate on the things that you actually do want to do. And so I, I swear, um, Preston, we didn't talk about this actually on, this, on the last episode, but this was a, actually a turning point for me where I had finally made the decision because I, I, was, I was spending all of my time on kind of lower level stuff you know, and and I was just like, I I feel like my time is worth more than this. I, I was just spending time on lower level, lower fee stuff. When I have this higher elite offering, and then I said to myself, I'm gonna hire some people to just do all this lower level stuff. That way, I can focus on the higher level stuff. And bam, when that happened, I got triple the amount of clients in the next four months for higher level clients. And so it, it just kind of naturally happens that way um, if you can kind of get if you can get over that feeling of uncomfortableness. Okay. Wow, that's that's amazing to hear. Um yeah, I guess what what you're just this is a little bit of a different thing, what you're talking about, you know, hiring out the mm-hmm. lower value stuff. I mean, because then that that brings to mind another thing that I've sort of been thinking about, which is more, I guess, of like a virtual assistant type thing, which I've also been thinking about. Mm-hmm. You know, working with you know, yeah. And, just to, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I guess the thing, the thing there would be, um, my hesitation there would be, sort of a, a confusion about like how I would even train someone, or like, and that's where probably I need to clarify and like get more clarity on my own like SOPs, even if it's just myself doing it at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is, yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that, like? Yeah, so so I think what you might be talking about. So I talked about lower level stuff, but you might you might I think you might correct me if I'm wrong. You might be talking about hiring for things that are not necessarily lower level stuff, but just kind of like stuff you just don't have the, either the skill set or just don't want to do. Is that correct? I guess I guess we've in this whole conversation we've I've talked about everything. You know, the WordPress yeah. development. Yeah, that's I don't have the skill set. The mm-hmm. the designing I do, but I just think that there are other people that do it better. And yeah, okay. And yeah, then that- and then there's the virtual assistant where it is really just stuff that's kind of not lower level, like it's not as valuable because it would be immensely mm-hmm. valuable, but someone else could easily do it. Whereas and I could too, but it's like not it's not yeah. in my Zone of genius, quote unquote, as they say. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, like bringing in a contractor, whether you bring in a contractor or an actually on staff employee, um, to me, those are the things where it's it's it could be lower level stuff, but like not transactional stuff, or it could be stuff like where you don't have a skill set or or something you just don't want. To, like for example, in your situation, the WordPress development stuff. Um, that's where that makes sense. I, I will tell you, if you're looking at a VA. I think VAs, virtual assistants, are are. It's not not important. Mm-hmm. Um, just like you said. However, a VA, in my opinion, is meant for very, very, very transactional things, very uh, assembly line type things. And I will tell you, when you hire a VA, you are going to have to hand them a very literal step by step. Here's how you do this thing, and okay. it's it, that. 
onboarding process is going to be painstaking. <laughs> At least okay, that, that, is, that is my experience with VAs. However, with that said, it, once a VA is trained up and they know how to do it, if you give them the documentation, step one, do this, step two, do this, and you have to be super literal, once they have that down, it's like they're like a machine. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's yeah. it's done. Um, but like if, if you have to like if you have some things where a little bit higher skill set is involved or uh or someone needs to think cre- more creatively or more strategically, like there's actually some it's not as assembly line thinking. That's where it's like, okay, you gotta hire a contractor or or an on staff employee to do that. And so but yeah, I just want to give you a little warning about the VA. Okay. No, that's yeah. that's really helpful. I I hadn't yeah, I hadn't thought about it quite like that, but that makes that makes sense and that's good to know. I will definitely take that into account when I get to that point. Margaret, can I ask this question about hiring? So, uh, yeah. does any of the hesit- hesitancy about hiring people to do your primary work, which is like branding, logo design work? Mm-hmm. Is, is any of that hesitancy around not having enough work? Or is that do you have plenty of of leads coming in? So good question. Um, so just to be clear, I I don't have any intention of hiring an employee anytime soon. Yeah. I if I did this, it would be per project. Yeah. Mm, okay. I don't I don't have tons of leads coming in, so that's why I would want to do it per project. However, the the value of the leads I've have I've had coming in are such that I definitely could hire someone someone. Um to do that, but, um, but it's, so I, I'm not really worried about that because it's, I'm doing it more like I know a couple of people that have expressed interest. And so if I, um, if I have a project where I think, okay, this would fit, then I could hire them for the project. And, you know, we'd agree, we would agree upon a price and then, you know, we'd do the project and then go on. So I'm not so much worried about yeah. like, oh, do I take on another employee yet? No, I, I'm not there yet. Sure. And, and to be honest, I'm not sure if I want to get to that point, like in terms of, I don't know if I want to be responsible, like for someone's full-time salary. Yeah, no, um, I get that. Um, so I run my business with all contractors. Um, okay. Our whole team is contractors. We have been for, gosh, eight years, nine years. Um, we do run it a little bit differently. People on the podcast have heard me talk about this, so I won't kick a dead horse, but we've run it a bit differently where they feel like they're a bit more like an, uh, a full-time employee where we have team meetings and we talk uh, as a team, you know, we refer to each other as the team, things like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I guess, I guess my real question is like, is the hesitancy, uh, the hesitancy you, you said was that you're, you're afraid of kind of giving up creative control or maybe not creative control, but um, execution control of the creative execution my question is like, if you were to give that up, what would you do with all that extra time that then you would have? Because the idea normally in hiring is that it frees you up to do something else. Um, otherwise, you're yeah. just kind of adding a level of cost that you may not yeah. need right now in your business. Yeah, I see what you mean. I guess um, my my thought is that it would free me up to either you know take on more clients. And then if I'm, and then I'm just, you know, say doing kind of the initial strategy work that for me, at least right now takes, you know, three weeks to a month of like, it's pretty in depth. Like that has become, you know, a pretty essential and like important part of my process. 
And then if, you know, at the end of that or towards the end of that, I kind of transition it over to someone else doing the execution and I'm able to, you know, take on therefore another client. Well, well, the, the next step of that process is mostly being, excuse me, is mostly being taken care of as, as far as like the time consumed goes. Um, um, then, then that, like, that's why I think I would want to, to bring on someone else, um, or to like, yeah, to bring on even just a contractor. Does that, does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. That does answer my question. I guess, I guess like for the listeners, what I'm thinking is, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's great to hire, but it's not great to hire just for hiring's sake. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, just to, just because you don't want to do the quote unquote, like, I guess grunt work or, or the, or the everyday, like if you want to do the more elevated work, the strategic thinking, the, that kind of work, then yeah, I get why that's so glamorous. Cause that work is more fun to do. Um, but just adding an extra level of cost, unless you have something to replace it with that will increase your revenue, uh, that can be just a, a risky you know, proposition. That's all. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I the only thing I can think uh, where that where it makes sense to 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 just hire somebody is if you like in the case where you don't have the skill set, uh, like in your situation, like you don't want to do maybe you want to outsource the WordPress development mm-hmm. stuff, um, mm-hmm. where maybe you just don't have the high enough skill set in that area. Um, but someone's coming to you for that, and then that way you can just hire that out uh, or outsource that out have a little bit of profit in there for your management um, mm-hmm. between you and the contractor and the, and the client. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only case I can think where that, where that would make sense to yeah, do or it. For me, the yeah. other case would be like, if you can replace the time you normally would spend on whatever you're hiring someone to help you with, then you spend that time on revenue generating activities. So yeah. you spend your freed up time on sales or uh, pitching you or you know what I mean? Um, yeah, as I as opposed mean. to spending it on like, like the creative work, which just sounds like is what you want to do, the strategic creative thinking, that's good. But like it, that, that doesn't actually generate the revenue. Um, obviously, it's part of the process of generating the revenue, but the, the actual sales is what generates the revenue for your business. And so yeah. it feels like if you're going to yeah. hire, you have to then take some of the time that your your employee or your contractor spends. And now you spend that on pitching and getting more business so that you can hire more contractors to help with more projects. Yeah, I see what you mean. That that's I'm I'm glad you said that because I I think that that's something I probably hadn't thought about like that. But mm-hmm. but now that you say that, yes, I would like to do more kind of because one of the things I've found like so far my work has always been word of mouth, which is great in one way, but it's really not predictable and controllable. But I it's I find myself so being so busy with like executing on projects that I don't have the yeah. time to kind of do more both inbound and outbound marketing. Um, and so I would like to do more of that. Um, yeah, it feels like you're I, I right at the tipping it. point that a lot of people get to where yeah. it's like, I can't do it all. So yeah. I either have to hire someone to help with lead generation or I have to hire someone to help with, in your case, like pixel pushing or, or the execution on the strategy. Yeah. Um, and yeah. and I, I, can't, I can't do it all. So I think, you're, I think you're at a good point. I mean, this is, this is like a critical point in your business where you say, how am I going to expand? Um, like you said, maybe you don't want to run an agency with full-time employees. That's fine. Um, but how, you know, how am I going to grow my business? So it's not just me and then an odd contractor every few months, but maybe instead me and a couple contractors who I regularly work with, uh, and we can, we can really get some good cash flow going. I think that's, 
that's maybe the, the good next next step. I mean, you can tell us how do how do you feel like your cash flow is in your business? Do you feel like you have pretty predictable revenue every month? You know what you're going to make next month or for the next ninety days? How, how does the money side of it all feel? Um, it feels fairly good. I don't have any retainer. Well, I I don't have any retainer clients, so that might change very soon. But because because like I have um clients on payment plans, so it. I know like, okay, the next, you know, four months, like I'm feel pretty That's set, awesome. you know? Yeah. I love um, that. Yeah. Which is really, I'm really thankful for that. And I'm really happy to like have it kind of work out like that because it, it helps the client as well to kind of have it not this, you know, huge lump sum of money at one point. Um, and, and then it helps with cash flow. So that's, that's good. Um, so yeah, like I feel fine for the most part about cash flow right now, I would say. Pretty simply, well, I, mean, good. I don't have that's great. Major, anything major to add. Awesome. Well, um, that's that's great. I mean, it sounds like you're in a really good place uh, in your business right now. For me, like I said, I think you're in a tipping point. It's like, uh, you know, how how do you start generating some some regular leads so that you can plan on who to hire in terms of a contractor? Um, you can start to plan on your revenue, plan on new projects, and then you can start to take that higher level thinking on the projects as well. Well, I mean, what else? Yeah. Uh, what else? Maybe to wrap up the call today. Is there anything else we could help you with? Um, I guess you now. I agree with what you said about the tipping point. I have really felt going into this year, like this. I have this one project, and then there's probably going to be another project that will also involve hiring that's going to come after this. And um, so I, I do kind of feel like I'm at this tipping point that you said. And I'm. You mentioned how you you work with contractors, but you still. Um, your goal, like in practice, it has this team sort of feeling. And I'm wondering if you have any tips on on how to, practically speaking, kind of encourage that sort of um, team environment. If that does that make sense? Yeah, great question. And I'm not perfect at it. Um, I could be a lot better at it. And actually, that's one thing I want to work on this year because we've added uh, this year. Well, maybe in the last 30 days. So part of end of last year, and then and then this year we've added like three or four more people to this. Where are you at now? Hmm? How many, how many people, uh, how many, how big is your team now? So it's, I mean, that's always a hard, hard question to answer because they're contractors, right? So, but like people who I consider like on the team, on the team, there's four of us now, me and three other mm. people. Um, but then we also have like um, a guy that's doing our, uh, some of our Facebook advertising. And so he's like, a contractor that's kind of on the team, but like runs his own business doing that kind of work. So he's more like an agency we hired. So it kind of gets kind of blurry, obviously. But, um, you know, we got a couple developers that are helping us on a regular basis. So at some point, I consider them to be part of the team. But people who I pay like... So part of it, Margaret, to make it feel like they are uh, on the team on a more permanent basis is those three people I'm referring to, they're the ones that I pay a flat monthly fee. So instead of on a per project basis okay. or an hourly basis, I pay them every month the same amount like they're getting a paycheck at a job. Um, okay. And so that's that's part of it. But but that's really not the biggest part of it. For me, it's more about the culture. Yeah. Um, when I, like I just, I just hired someone two days ago. And so when I called her up after we had talked on the phone, uh, I, I said things like, we're excited for you to join the team. We'd love to have you on the team. Part of being on the team is da-da-da. I give them an email address, right? That at milo.co, they get an email address that that is part of the company. So like all of those kinds of things. And then they, they you know, they're part of our Slack channel. And like, there's just things that make them feel like they're more on a team than just 
a one-off contractor. Um, okay. we, we start to set goals together as a team. We build strategies together as a team instead of me just coming up with everything and saying, okay, contractor one and contractor two, you go do these things. No, instead it's like, hey team, uh, we have this problem that needs solved. What does everyone think? And we, we come together to solve problems as a team. Um, so those are maybe, I don't know if, if those are too ambiguous or if that's what you were looking for, but that's kind of how we do it uh, where I'm at. Yeah, that's that's really helpful. I Yeah, things like that, like, you know, having them on the Slack channel, even just how you speak to them and, you know, use the word team, that that makes a lot of sense. And that's, I'll definitely keep that in mind as I go yeah. forward. So, and I think you. how you how you give them work too, like, um, mm. like Clay was saying, like a VA, I mean, could technically be on your team, but but when it's when it's all just like kind of robot work, like they just follow a process and mm-hmm. don't think for themselves, I, I wouldn't consider that person necessarily to be, you know, I mean, I guess yeah. maybe that's the wrong way to think about it. I don't know. But but my team, what I like to do is empower my team to think for themselves. So we have problems that need solved in the business. And, you know, Adam runs the blog and SEO and a bunch of content stuff. So if there's a content issue, then I bring it up with Adam. Instead of me trying to solve it on my own and then just giving Adam orders, I say, hey, we've got this issue. What do you think we should do? Here are some ideas I've had. And we we work together as a team to solve problems. Okay, I see. Yeah, that makes sense. So you're kind of like in both taking the pressure off you, but also like giving them more authority and more yeah. like agency to to kind of take ownership of stuff that then you don't have to be the only person. That makes sense. Yeah, and I think what might be interesting for you, Margaret, um, would be to 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 research and read a few leadership books. Um, I'm I'm okay. using just basic principles of leadership that I would use if I was running a team at a day job or if I was running, you know, if I was uh, running a bigger company with you know full time employees or whatever. The principles don't change. In terms of making people feel welcome and making people feel part of a team and making people feel appreciated, like those all stay the same at, at any scale. Um, yeah, that makes so, sense. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any books in particular that you recommend? I mean, I I know I could just look look up online, but I thought I'd ask. That is a good question that I knew you were going to ask. Uh, <laughs> I've got one. If you want to think about, yeah, it. go for it, and um, I'll think for a sec. I so just FYI for context, I'm not a big reader. I will okay. maybe read one book a year. Okay. Um, <laughs> so when I recommend this book, it means it's good. Um, okay. so there's one that's candor. Okay. Um, it's, it's called Rad- radical candor. Be a kick-ass boss without losing your hum- humanity. Okay. And that so, good. yeah, that's a, that's a really good leadership book. And it's all about like communication. Just just go read it. Okay. It's just it's a really good one. Thank you. Um, the the other one that I would recommend too is uh, and it's totally relatable in this environment in this uh, uh, <laughs> remote culture that we're in is one called Remote by uh, it's by the guys of uh, who own Basecamp. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's yeah, funny I think that you say I've read that. another one of their books. Sorry, go ahead. Preston. It's funny you say that because the one that actually came to mind as you were talking when I didn't have quite as much pressure on me uh, to come up with one off the top of my head was is called Rework. Uh, and it's by oh, the, yes. the same yeah, guys. Uh, by the guys it's who good. started Basecamp and run Basecamp. It's really good in terms of like building a culture um, and rethinking workplace uh, stereotypes mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And I say workplace, you know, my team is all remote. So... Yeah. Um, but but you still have kind of a work environment, a workplace that your team works yeah. together. Yeah. Um, some other ones that that may or may not fit what you're looking for, but that I think are worth a read. Uh, one is called Good to Great. 
Um, and then there's like the classics that are just about human psychology, like how to win friends and influence people. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the yeah. seven habits of highly successful people. Like those are very basic, but, um, but, but they would give you like the, the building blocks of just interacting with and leading people in a way that makes them genuine. And, and when I say makes them, I don't mean you're, you're manipulating them, but genuinely makes them feel appreciated and, and acknowledged and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So yeah, that makes maybe, sense. There's yeah. maybe a few one, good options. One last, one last recommendation I have. It's, it's not necessarily like about a team, but it's, it's specifically like service for, it's specifically for service-based uh, entrepreneurs. It's called None of Your Business. So, interesting. Um, yeah, I'm intrigued. I will look that up. It's really good. Just go buy it um, and go read okay. it. But yeah, that's that. Sounds that was good. that was my one book that I read last year. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> okay, it has the clay stamp of approval. Yeah, <laughs> there funny. we go. <laughs> <laughs> if you can only read one book, like Clay yeah. only reads one book, it, read this one. And it's a okay. short read too. You can honestly, you could probably read it in like half a day. It's, okay, awesome. Yeah, nice. That's great. The other one that comes to mind, last one, is from one of my favorite authors, Simon Sinek. Uh, he did Start With Why, which is really eye-opening too, but not necessarily about leadership. But I forgot. He also did, um, uh, oh, what's it called? Leaders, something about like lunch or... Uh, leaders, eat, leaders Eat Last? Yes, Leaders Eat Last. That's okay. it. Yeah, I don't think I've read that one. I've, I think I maybe started the, the um, Start With Why and then... Someone recommended to just watch his talk instead. So I did. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit true. His TED Talk Start with Why is basically his book in a in a ten minute TED Talk. But yeah. um, but yeah, Leaders Eat Last is is a okay. pretty decent read too. Good. I, I will, you got, I yeah, will you got a few notes. ideas. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. I'll, obviously, for the listeners, we will link up all of these books in the show notes as well, so you can just click on over. Um, and uh, yeah, any anything, any parting thoughts, Margaret or Clay, before we wrap up today's call. Um, thank you for having me on. I'm excited to, to see where things go next, especially in light of our conversation today and just transitioning even more to that kind of leadership role. And so thank you. Oh yeah, it was great. It was fun. Always fun to do. I love these second, these second, uh, episodes. Yeah, Yeah, it was really fun. I'm, I'm so happy. I was really honored that you guys emailed me and excited. So thank you. We were excited to have you back and it's been fun to hear from you. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you both. All right, take care. See ya. Okay, talk to you later. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit millo.co to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of the Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at FreelanceToFounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time. See ya.